Welcome to Tea Time with Rhiannon. Today's topic is going to be all about generations and their differences. We are going to be looking into the life of a Gen Z and seeing what seems to define this generation and make it unique compared to all the other generations that came before it. We're also going to dive into the generational conflict that has recently arisen, specifically looking into the creation of OK Boomer just a little bit. order for us to really dive into the generational differences and into the life of Gen Z, um, we need to talk about the history of the generations just a little bit. So generations weren't really a thing until the 20th century, or at least they weren't named. And I think there's about six or seven generations throughout the 20th century. Um, But we're mainly going to focus on the four generations of the latter half of the 20th century. So, the first generation that is going to be relevant to us is the Baby Boomers, born between 1946 and 1964. Then we have the Generation X, born between 1965 and 1976. Then the Millennials, born between 1977 and 1995. And then, of course, the Generation Z, born between 1996 to the present day. Uh, So, we're also just going to talk about the the characteristics of each of them and these characteristics were really formed by the world events that were happening during the adolescence of all these generations so for baby boomers that were born between 1946 and 1964 they were growing up during the 50s so everything that was going on in that decade is what really um, affected them and their personalities And then, for example, millennials, they really grew up during the 90s, so that decade is what defines them. So, starting off with the boomers, um, they were born during a prosperous time and grew up during a prosperous time for America. America's power was on the rise, we had just one World War II, and the economy was doing pretty good. So the boomers really created this idea of the American dream, the idea that you can start from nothing and then end up as one of the wealthiest, most profound and like well-known people out there, just like by working hard and, and capitalism basically. So like they're known for being materialistic and ambitious because they had, they had that optimism and they believed that they could do anything, especially after we won a war. There was still that whole attitude that America could do anything. And then we have the Gen Xers who are mostly forgotten because they don't have that much attention as the baby boomers do. Because of course, whenever you learn about World War II, you always have to learn that the baby boomers came next. But they're kind of during a time that everyone kind of just forgets about, just like the 70s mostly. Um, And also because they're just not as outspoken as the baby boomers are, at least in today's world. Um, So they're actually much different than the baby boomers because when they were growing up, times had like vastly changed. Um, The country was not doing as prosperous because, I mean, during the 70s, we had like the oil crisis and America's power was kind of on the decline a little bit because we also saw a rise in China happening 
and there's also a lot of conflict like there was the whole um like wars in the middle east and afghanistan kind of happening during that time so they they were defined by the struggles mostly going on during that country also there's a lot of bad leadership in america at that time because they obviously they knew about nixon and then everyone calls carter like a bad president so that kind of defines who they are um then we have the millennials and the millennials were they really grew up during the time of the 90s and the 90s were a very prosperous time for america the economy was doing pretty good um we had just defeated russia the cold war was not a thing anymore had it ended um so they they really had a good when they were growing up and that kind of at least their attitudes about the world of the day also i think is worth mentioning is that the baby boomers are the parents of the millennials and the gen xers are the parents of the gen c like usually there is kind of some overlap so the millennials were raised by the baby boomers who we already said were like known for their american dream attitude and being ambitious and materialistic so that kind of transferred into their kids being the millennials and that added with being a prosperous time they've been kind of known as like the privileged and lazy group and it's kind of ironic that their parents are the ones calling them lazy but it's because in today's world they see that like it's not possible what they had in their ki- in their childhood and it's not possible what to have what their parents have and then so we have the last generation uh the gen z and i am a part of the gen z um so i'm coming kind of from my kind of point of view so we're also we are the youngest and the newest which kind of mm, makes us not the best in the eyes of the other generations because we are so, so young but the things that kind of define the gen z generation was of course 9 11 especially if you're an american gen z um 9 11 was like the biggest thing because that just kind of started the like the downfall i guess you could call it of the world um like so i was like five months old when 9 11 happened so i don't remember a time before i even a little anecdote i can share is i think i was either a like a late kid or an early teen when i found out that airports before 9 11 did not work the same as they do now like i thought all the time we always had as much security as we do now but I found out that was wrong, and it's because of 9-11, and that was interesting. Also, I think the other thing that kind of defines us is the recession that happened in 2008. So, again, we were kids, so it didn't necessarily, like, affect us, affect us, unless, like, your parents, sometimes it did affect the kids, but just that time kind of leads to our, our thinking of the world, and like what it really means for the world but part of the the gen z's is that we are kind of in a powerful position because being teenagers and young adults we are kind of in charge of the culture of the world and also we are seeing what's going on in the world and that gives us a really good position to be able to make changes in the future so in a little bit we're going to we're going to go into more about all of the characteristics and interesting stuff about being a gen z Okay, so now we're just going to set up the background of the Gen Z and talk more about what specifically gives us our characteristics. 
And of course, I am a Gen Zer, so I am going off of my own attitudes and what I see on the internet and on social media. Also, as well as what I see and talk about with other Gen Z people. At first glance, I think that my generation seems very pessimistic. And like it is warranted because 9-11 happened in 2001 and then we entered into a a war with Iraq in 2003 and even if it's not about the same conflict, we have been in a war since then. Like the conflict just seems never ending, which can be pessimistic because the whole part about war is that you want it to end and that does not seem to be in America's future, at least for us. And then again, the recession happened, so the economy wasn't doing too good. And even though I would say nowadays it is doing better, we still don't have the prosperity that like the 90s had. So when we hear about those kind of times and what we could be doing, it, it just seems not as great that we're not doing as well. Also, we hear about how China is on the rise and... You know, all the conflict that's been happening between America and China. We're worried about the future and what will come of that. And and what that will do to our economy. And if we will maybe enter a war that's not even just a war between countries, but could also end up being another world war. Which is also scary. There's a pessimism about what's to come. And then again, like, what we see and hear on the news nowadays is all bad like if you hear about the world news you hear about the conflict in syria or you hear about the bad things happening in russia or you hear how china is key muslims in concentration camps like all you hear is these bad things and for one it's like the news kind of has to show those things because good news isn't profitable but it's another reason to be pessimistic that the news has to show the bad things Two, we can't even trust the news anymore because it's either fake news or it's polarized and that just gives us another reason to be less trusting of the world and gives more pessimism because that doesn't seem to be going towards a fix and for us i think one of the most prevalent things that's happening is the environment one of my professors told us in a class that when she interviews college-aged kids and asks them what they think is the biggest problem of today's world, they usually say climate change. And I think for us, it is more of an issue than for older people because when you look at the boomers who are in like their 70s, some of them I don't even, <laughs> and are old and you know they're gonna die in 10, 20 years, saying the planet will die in 2050 means nothing to them because they won't be around but for us we're the ones to inherit the earth so when you tell us the planet was going to die before we turn 50 you kind of worry us since we don't we don't want to die before we're 50 (laughs) and that kind of gives us a little bit of pessimism about our our future also since we are the ones who seem to be trying to make the change and it's the older people who either listen or don't care enough to do anything, which gives us pessimism about our leaders of the world. Uh, I guess the other thing that we're pessimistic about is just hearing all of these like 
bigoted ideas towards different people. Gen Z is technically considered the most diverse and open-minded generation, and there's a lot of reasons for that that are complicated, so I'm not really going to go into that a lot, but because of how the world changed, we are diverse, and we grew up with this open-minded idea about people different than us, at least more than previous generations did. So when we hear that older generations are still having these ideas, and we see that other parts of the world are still having these ideas, that also kind of leads us to more a pessimistic idea, since we don't want that anymore, and even though we're like this, times have not really changed that much in terms of those kind of ideas. But I think it's important to point out that even though my generation just seems overly pessimistic, has an almost nihilistic point of view where like nothing matters and we joke about that stuff, we do also have a little bit of optimism. We don't have the same kind of optimism that like the millennials had in the 90s or that the boomers had with the American dream. But we're optimistic that our time will come and even before then we have the ability to make change. With our internet savvy and our power over social media and culture, I think that we do understand our ability and opportunity to help make a difference in the world and help make our mark even as young people. So. Uh, There is a little bit of optimism within the generation, but those overall are basically really what is the basic characteristics about being Gen Z, and also, like, why we have such pessimism about the world, essentially. I'm going to talk about is uh, about the humor and culture that Gen Z has created. Something I think I've noticed recently is that Gen Z humor seems to be unique in the terms that older generations don't understand it. I think it goes back both ways though since um, I don't understand older people's humor. I think that it really just is based on the times that you're in and you know culture and media during those times so I think none of us understand each other but I find that older people are frustrated more that they don't understand what we are laughing about and what we find so funny and if I'm being honest a lot of the things that I see or jokes that I hear, I'm like, why is this funny? I don't know, but it is to me, and I still laugh at them. Uh, The thing that mostly sets up our humor as talk about how we are pessimistic in a lot of ways is that because humor is a coping mechanism for us. When you have these nihilistic ideas about things, what better way to get over that than laugh about it? Like, when the world sucks, what else can you do but make fun of it? So that kind of leads us on our, our, our humor our humor path. Um, 
so of course the thing that mostly everyone talks about with gen z is the idea and our memes that we create i think memes are a really good uh showcase of our humor because they're stupid they honestly have have like no no standards of what they can be it depends on whether everyone relates to it whether it fits a situation or whether it is honestly anything we will find anything funny um i'm trying to think of like examples that i can name off of recently um i think a recent one that just hit off a meme was like the woman screaming at cat meme and so like a meme basically you just take a picture of something it can be anything and then you just add words that like explain it and then the words can change everyone will make their own words so depends on what a meme is and this this one was a pretty big one like a couple weeks ago or recently and basically anyone put anything over it because like the woman was what could be saying something and then the cat and she's just like when blank blank and then blank blank so if you just put a relatable situation into it then it's funny to us uh so like another thing with our generation is that a lot of us have opened up about dealing with like anxiety and depression which goes along with you know the world is bad and terrible and you know things like that so that's also why we have such humor because we're no longer trying to make light of it we're more putting it out in the spotlight and you know destroying it bit by bit with just the humor about it and things like that so that's really what creates our humor and also defines like the culture of uh, us basically so yeah while the humor may not be sophisticated it does its job and that we can all relate to it we it describes our situation we can make fun of the world with it and it is an added bonus that it makes older generations frustrated because we like to think that we're very unique and our own people so basically our humor is just a way that we we bring ourselves together we enjoy it we share it we connect with it I mean, people have made friendships online, like, with memes. It's pretty crazy. And then I think another thing to that has to be discussed if you're talking about Gen Z is the slang. Obviously, every generation has their own version of slang, and I can't really talk about theirs because I do not know what they are, since, you know, they're outdated and I use my own. Um, I don't know, like, what was... I can't even say any of them. I'm not, I'm not gonna even try and say another generation slang. But slang is like one of our things. It changes like on the fly. Like a new a new words will be there in like an instant. And it's like, oh, when did this word became a thing? Like no one knows. And I think older generations see this slang and hear and think it makes us unintelligent. I argue the opposite. I think growing up a sort of internet culture that we did, we learned from a young age that you have to switch the way you communicate depending on who you're with. Like, I'm not going to walk into a job interview 
and start using, oh man, that slaps. That's the tea, sis. Like, I'm not going to say that when I'm in a job interview. I know that that is something I use when I'm just with my friends or on the internet. So another part as I remember about like internet culture is when I was a kid in elementary school and like texting was becoming a big thing and even though we were young, some of us had phones and would text or had an ability to text, teachers would be like, I don't want you using text language. I want you, even when you're texting, to use proper grammar because if you don't, you will forget your proper grammar. And to me that was hilarious I was like, I know better than to write an essay with BRB or LOL. Like you don't even say those things in essays. But I think it was just like the culture shock and the change that was happening at that time. But I can speak for most of Gen Z that we have the ability to, to switch back and forth. But so let's just talk about some like examples of the slang and like why slang is important to us. So I guess one example that I can think of that's prevalent that even older generations have heard of is the word tea. So tea basically is a synonym now for gossip. And I think it is important to give credit where credit is due. Um, So just in general, if it's on the internet, it's like free for anyone to use and that's kind of how uh, the slang takes off. But at least with a lot of slang nowadays, and especially the word like tea, um, they did come from like black drag culture. So give them credit where their credit is due. They were the ones who first used it. And even though I think language is free for anyone to use, I am going to I just give them their credit for them. So tea, so just said, came from black drag culture. And it came over for gossip. And I honestly have no idea how they came up with it. But it's brilliant because we all use it. And it's one of the longest standing slang words. <laughs> so it's like you can say, spill the tea. Or that's the tea, sis. And using the word sis also be comes from drag culture. Um, and it's a way of saying gossip. What's the gossip? It's like, was like, what's the deets a thing before? I, I don't know. But it's kind of like that. Um, another thing is that I say often is like, that slaps. And that basically means that it's good. And that's all it means. Like, I say that song slaps. And I'm just saying, that song is good. A synonym for that would be saying, this song is a bop. And bop is another word that we started using recently. And that means, in my terms, it means either it's good or like you can dance to it or it like is in the groove kind of thing, you know? So I think this slang kind of comes along with our humor. It's like a package deal kind of thing. Because honestly, you can't hear a joke from Gen Z without hearing slang. And I think slang is just another way that we enjoy our life while we see all the bad things. So like, when there's wars going on everywhere, why not say, let's finna get crunk? There's no point in making life more dull than it already is. Spice things up. I think that's that's why we use slang and memes. It's just it's just a way of making like funny and enjoyable. And it also, like what I talked about with um, humor, it does bring us together. And 
helps define us as a group and who we are, basically. So that's just kind of the background about our slang and the names. Uh, I think next we're just gonna talk about some of the discourse with older generations, which should be fun. Let's get into some discourse about the older generations, and then we'll go into some of the OK Boomer. So I think that older generations disagree with how we question their ideals, and they don't like our criticism of how they handled the world. And this kind of comes from the idea, I remember hearing as a kid, less so than probably earlier, about how we're supposed to respect your elders, and that they know better than you, and they've been around longer than you, so you should listen to them. And in a circumstance where it's like you're 15 and you think you're in love, and your grandma's like, hun, that's not gonna work out, and you're like, well, I'm 15, I'm smart, and I know so much. Your grandma's probably right in that situation. But I don't think it's unwarranted to criticize how they handle the world when you look back at how the world has changed. I mean, there's no denying that before even like now the world was really racist it's it's just a fact of things especially in america so if your grandparents grew up during the 50s they most likely grew up with the idea that racism was not bad because it was the norm so in a time like now where we understand that racism is bad we are allowed to criticize that the leaders back then said that racism was okay because it's unfathomable to us nowadays to think that humans don't deserve rights. One of those rights being equal. So I think the criticism is warranted also. You know, this is before the boomers, but two world wars happened. Clearly something went wrong in the world for there to be able to be two world wars, two great wars. And again, if we criticize during the 60s, the civil rights movement was happening and the leaders were still, you know, not accepting it. And so I think we're allowed to criticize that. But I don't think they appreciate us criticizing that, especially if they have changed their ideals But in my opinion, if they change their ideals, they should also be able to look back and criticize the times. Maybe it wasn't you personally, but you can still criticize the times. But if we look at the boomers specifically, they believe they could do no wrong. They were the perfect generation. They, the world was amazing and it's because of them. But as Gen Z's only really see, we see the negatives and we focus on the negatives. And for us, they're the ones who ruined our society and our world. Like, an example I'm just going to put out here, whether you know your own feelings or opinions, is uh, George H.W. Bush, the second Bush is what I'm talking about. So he's a boomer. He was born during the boomer times. And Whether you think you, whether you believe the conspiracies or not, or you understand the politics of what happened, he did enter us into a war with Iraq 
which the UN said we were not allowed to do. The UN and every other country disagreed. But he still went ahead and now we've been in a war for over 16 years. So when you're Gen Z and you're looking at that and you learn about history and you learn, oh, it was Bush who did that. An older person, you equate the bad things in the world to them. Because even if it wasn't the whole population, a representative of them still caused it. So I think one of the staples of what's happening in the internet is that we always see it's like, well, we didn't ruin the world. We're, we're brand new. We could not have possibly done something to ruin the world. I'm also kind of going to defend the millennials here where it's like, when the boomers were like, oh, they're so lazy. They're destroying all these industries. They're not doing it the same way. It's like, well, why are you criticizing them? The times have changed. And sorry, your industries aren't doing as good as time for new ones, you know, kind of thing. And then it got ridiculous and it was a joke and is now considered funny that all those news articles came out. <laughs> but so we see the older generations and we see what they've done to the world and that they are now still refusing to do things like fix climate change or something like that. Then we associate them with being bad and not caring. So... But they don't like that. They don't like that we criticize them. And I think that, again, I'm coming from not their perspective, but what I hear and what I think is that they're coming from an idea where it's like, well, we've shaped the world and we've given you all these things. You should be grateful that, like, we didn't do worse. It's like, well, you still could have done better. That's what we did. Also, another point of this is that they think that the internet and social media has taken away things like our ability to talk with real humans. We can't appreciate the real world anymore and that we're lazy. Uh, more animus than me is that I remember my older relatives and people like that saying like, well, the internet and texting and FaceTime and Twitter has made you unable to talk with real humans. Like, these new generation's communication skills are out the window. How are they going to survive in the world if they can't walk into a job interview and like talk in the way they're supposed to for a job interview and we're going into some more like real discourse here it's like well for one the world is changing and we believe that for one your ideas about job interviews per se as an example are outdated things should change also we argue that we're better at communicating the internet has given us the ability to talk to more people than you ever had the opportunity to talk to. We understand the nuances of talking to different kinds of people. And we see your system, and we don't want to accept that in order to get a job, you have to walk in, be prim and proper, say just the right thing, you should be able to show who you are as a person and not be a cog in the machine kind of thing or it's I think they laugh that we say that we have anxiety and one of those things social anxiety and that talking to other people makes us nervous and we don't like it and I think that 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 has probably always been a thing but now we're finally able to bring it to the light so instead of forcing people who are uncomfortable situations or about like the boomers most likely did and force them to get over it, we're now working with them and 
you know, not, not being so abrasive with the methods of trying to overcome those kind of struggles and problems. Since we know that they're real, and it's no one's fault that they have those. So, that's another discourse that they... And then, when I go into that, they think the internet makes us lazy. Oh, so yeah, sure, we, we can order Postmates to our door and have food come to us instead of going out and going through a drive-thru and getting food. But, for when they invented those kinds of things, those industries, and again, the world changed. Back in the 1800s, you had to walk 10 miles to get your groceries. Well, now you can drive two seconds and get your groceries. Like, it's always been evolving. And I think we just all need to remember that. But it's like, also, there's like two sides to it. Well, we're being lazier, but maybe that's better for the environment somehow. Maybe without all those cars on the road, it's better for the environment. Like, there's always two sides to things. And it's not just being lazy. Maybe it's there's it's a working mom. And she just got back from her job. She's dead tired from working all day. She has two little kids. She has no time to go to the grocery store. But they're hungry and they need food, so she's going to order Postmates. The world is no longer against each other. Like, in a time where both parents are working... And then see the mom or the dad does not have time to go out. Postmates is a good thing. So I think we just both need to remember that like times are always changing. And that's kind of how things go. Um, to me, I, I think that a lot of the discourse comes from boomers and Gen X. From when they don't understand something or when something is just too different from when they grew up. In, a, in the sense of technology and internet, the Gen Z millennials have been more privileged than they are. And I would feel the same with you. I would feel that I had missed out on this, on this opportunity for all this cool technology. Like, why couldn't that be around when I was a kid? And I'm probably going to feel the same way when we have, like, holograms in the future or something. Who knows? I'm like, wow, that had been great to have when I was a kid. And then you kind of just feel upset about that. But that's still no warrant to, you know but that is kind of just their personality it's like you do whatever you can to make yourself get better in the world and helping others has no point to it which is another thing that i think gen z's put more emphasis on but i mean the period that gen z has been growing up has been what i argue is the most different period because technology just went like zero to a hundred where it's like well, we went from having nothing to having smartphones in like 15 years. And now everything's advancing at this rapid rate. And that is defined who we are. And older generations either don't accept it or they, they're not okay with it. But, so now we're just gonna, before we go in, that's the basics about like the generational differences and discourse that happens between them but just for fun we're going to talk about the recent arise of okay boomer so okay boomer was a term coined in a song who by people i don't remember so credit left to them was a song on soundcloud and the songmates were just like old ladies suck okay boomer and i was on the app tiktok and then everyone started using it because we're like that is so genius those two simple words just can attack the very core of a generation and it really caught on but then of course the news decided they found out about it and then the boomers found out about it and they were like oh my god we're being attacked how dare you attack us 
and things like that but when you look at it it's just saying okay boomer like you are a boomer and just saying okay is nothing but okay boomer is just the way we use it you say it in kind of a like disgust when it's like okay boomer and it just means that you're acknowledging that their ideas are outdated they don't follow the same ideals and beliefs and they don't fit with the times so like one of them is like so like one of the things um is like with customer service you always hear about the karens which are just the word we use for like boomer ladies who are always like i need to speak with your manager and like berating these poor customer service workers and so when like they're acting that you say okay boomer because that way of speaking to customer service is just outdated and i think one of the misconceptions with okay boomer is that it was only for boomers but you can say okay boomer to anyone who is just having ideas that are outdated that you know could be racist could be derogatory could be offensive or rude in any kind of way so it's almost like you kids these days like you can say okay boomer it's just kind of a way to show your disgust for someone who doesn't understand you and doesn't understand how times have changed and basically the boomers just got upset that they thought we were insulting them because anytime you try and insult a boomer it does not go over well because again they still think that they were like the best generation they did the best they've done a good job at making the world they don't really like to acknowledge their faults so okie boomer that showcased that especially had the youngest generation who they deem unworthy unimportant lazy stupid no goods to start using that it was it'll probably upset them that the we went with these two simple words that could really just like hit hit them where it hurts personally i do like the term okay boomer i think it's so simple and it does the job of pointing out people where their ideas don't have a place in the world anymore. But that is basically the discourse between generations. It's just mostly misunderstandings about how times have changed and the refusal of acknowledgement of these kinds of things from the older generations. In order for everyone to get along, I believe that the older generations need to acknowledge that their ways are outdated and what they did as kids and as young people is no longer okay and there are good reasons for that and then they have to acknowledge that even though we're young they can't always just criticize what they don't understand and from our point of view we have to realize that again times were different and they grew up differently than us and even though they're old, we still have to teach them that that's not okay. And we also just have to understand that it always happens. Older generations always hate the young generations thinking that they're better. So when I'm old, I'll most likely think that whatever generation is the newest is probably stupid and dumb because they're kids. And there's there's just need for that acknowledgement and understanding. And I think if we're able to achieve that we could help start moving the world into you know keep moving on with progress and everything
Okay, well, that is all for tea time with me, Rhiannon. So thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed learning about the youngest generation and maybe even gained a new perspective on how the world is shaped. So for now, we'll say goodbye and I hope you have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. Thank you so much. Bye.